after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having a great power. And the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. It has become a habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Verse 49, Behold, this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom. What's it say? Say it. Pride, fullness of bread, abundance of idleness was in her and her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor. But what is the number one sin named? Pride. You have heard of gay pride. Now listen closely to me. I've been to the gay pride here in New York City. I've seen 400,000 marching up the avenue. Many of them nude, carrying signs, Jesus was gay. God was gay. We're gay and in your face. And the arrogance and the utter pride and over to my left, a group of small group of Christians with a sign, God loves gays. He only hates sin. And I saw a group break away from the crowd and jump and harass and push. Those Christians who wanted to do nothing but offer love. And I've seen the arrogance of that pride. But this is what God is saying. The pride of apostate church is far worse. God said, you have corrupted yourselves more than Sodom. Sodom hath not sinned as you have sinned. Sodom, your sister, was more righteous than you. Would to God that Episcopalian, Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal pastors begin to stand up and see what's happening to the church that was once called the church of Jesus Christ. Backsliding, turning apostate, turning against the truths of their, their founding fathers. A diluted gospel, watered down, half-truths. This gospel says, just believe and get saved. There's nothing of repentance. Nothing of godly sorrow. Nothing of turning from your sins. Nothing about taking up your cross and following the Lord. 
But people who say a little prayer said, you're fine, you're good. Don't talk to us about holiness or separation from the world. Don't, we don't want to hear that, folks. People today don't want to hear anything they call gloom and doom. If, if it's not smooth, it's gloom and doom. I've been called that for so long, like water off my back. People are not wanting to be corrected or convicted. Ezekiel said in chapter 22, they have put no difference between the holy and the profane. Neither have they showed the difference between what is clean and unclean. But they strengthened the hands of the wicked that he should not turn from his wicked ways by promising them life. Folks, what's it going to be like? And I've tried to imagine this. What is it going to be like when we stand before the throne? Every pastor, every evangelist, when I stand there, everyone in this pulpit stands there, and everyone who's ever taken the gospel to their lips. And we stand before a holy Christ, and the books are opened. I can't, I can't bear the thought that I would have preached for 20 years here in New York City from this pulpit. And that to keep the money flowing, or to keep the crowds coming and every seat filled, that I should give a half gospel or dilute it so I won't offend you. There's not been one preacher that's in this pulpit, none that we've allowed who visit, who have ever tried to spare. Some of it has been strong. Some of my preaching has been so strong, I go home and say, I, 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 that was too hard. And I, I've said, oh God, help me to preach grace and mercy. And we've tried to do that. But friends, I can tell you, when I stand before God, there's not going to be blood on my hands. There's no blood on these preachers' hands and on our elders. There's no blood on their hands. Because we have proclaimed you the whole gospel of Jesus Christ. What is it going to be like when the storm comes? The Bible says that gospel, and I'm going to tell you something, a diluted gospel is no gospel at all. That's not the gospel. Bible calls that, the prophet calls it whitewash. He calls it untempered mortar. It means, you know where they, they build a wall with bricks, they, they, they put concrete mixed with sand, but he said that's all painted sand. And he said a storm is coming. And God said, I'm going to blow against those walls. And folks, those walls may look big and they may look beautiful. But the Bible said they're not going to stand when you face Armageddon, when you're facing World War III, when the nations are on fire, when we have missiles being threatened over our heads, and we've got mad dictators with nuclear weapons, when we're threatened with a dirty bomb, when there's terror all over the world. People are going to say, wait a minute, I'm empty, I don't know what's coming, I don't know what's happening. Folks, what happens when Allah fails to deliver? Like that happened in the tsunami in the Far East, in Indonesia. Muslims were crying out, 
Allah was supposed to save us. And what happens when all the gods in India fail to deliver in this hour a storm? What happens when Allah does no longer deliver? We don't have to rail against Allah or Muhammad or Islam. We don't have to rail against it. Folks, time will tell. Time will tell. Time is going to tell. This is do or die time. This is when the truth and the gospel has to be heard and preached in its absolute fullness. And when the storm hits, the Lord said, I'll blow against that wall and blow it down. And then, folks, how many multitudes have been finding their false security behind that wall now exposed? And those who built those walls have to stand back. And the Bible said they have no word from God. There's no word from God. He said, I didn't send them. Let me tell you what they're going to say. This is what Paul said. And when that day comes, they're going to say, don't worry. All things continue as they were from the foundation of the world. There have been wars and rumors of wars. Israel has had many wars. They, they for hundreds of years, they've had wars. This will all blow over, so just be at peace. Just listen to our gospel. But folks, things, Bible, Paul said they are willingly ignorant. The scripture rather says they're willingly ignorant of the example of Sodom and Gomorrah. Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. That was an audio clip of Pastor David Wilkerson. Uh, now, this pastor, he passed away, I believe, uh, in 2011. There's a good chance, I don't know uh, how old that audio clip is, but there's a really good chance it's 20 years or older. Um, you know, he was... He, now, he did preach in the early 2000s, in the 90s, and, and then in the 80s. And he was definitely a preacher of fire and righteousness and warning of judgment and all of those things. But it sounds like something he, he might have preached uh, last weekend, right? Uh, that audio clip uh, was put together by a ministry called 3-in-1 Ministry. I don't know anything about them. Um, other than they did a really good job of putting that audio clip together of uh, Pastor David Wilkerson. And I wanted to play it for you this morning. Contrary to how it sounds like we're starting uh, this broadcast, uh, I guess we're halfway through it at this point, um, I, my intent is to end with some encouragement. And we're going to read Psalm 37. Um, but it's with a heavy heart uh, that I that I turn on the microphone this morning. It, it's it's some it, it's just felt heavy on me this week. Um, sometimes it's just impossible to ignore 
how desperately decadent the world has become. We are in such desperate need for the return of our Savior. I mean, we should honestly all be on our faces at this point, crying, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, come quickly, begging for his return. Because short of him appearing in the sky or the greatest revival and reformation the world has ever seen, it's it's hopeless. Apart from those two things. Everything is on fire. And I'm not saying that because I want people to be afraid or I want people to be stressed or anything like that. I just, but we have to, we can't put our heads in the sand. We have to acknowledge reality. And there's only one cure. And it's the gospel, the kingdom of God. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the only cure. That's the only hope. If you're waiting around for the next election, that's what your hope is in. I don't. I don't think that's going to go well. If your hope is in your bunker, I don't think that's going to go well. If your hope is in your food storage and your in your ammo, and I, I don't think that's going to go well. Our only hope is God and His mercy. And his grace. By now you've heard about the uh, Christian school that was shot up by a 28-year-old woman who identifies as a man. Uh, it looks like uh, six people, three children. Um... From the articles I'm seeing, one of the small children, a nine-year-old, I believe, was the daughter of one of, of the pastor uh, for the church that kind of runs the school. That's disturbing enough, but what's really troubling me, aside from the obvious, the loss, my heart goes out to those families. What's really troubling me is the reaction of the mainstream media. Because if you're paying attention, what the mainstream media is doing is sympathizing with the murderer. Demonstrating their complete and utter disdain for the Christian faith and for God's people. And for just human life. Everyone is religious. Everyone is worshiping a God. Their God is this nonsense. And honestly, the, the talking heads that, that say these ridiculous things, 
and the writers for these papers and these media companies, what they need is deliverance. And I, and I mean that in the most literal sense. They need, de- they need deliverance because the only way that you can sympathize with a shooter of children with foam in your mouth because you hate God so much because he because and you especially hate his people because they they don't accept your perversions the only way you can be that way is if you're possessed there has to be demonic influence in your life to be that wicked to be that unthinkably awful I just can't imagine. You know, I re- I started the podcast by reading that section from Revelation 18. Do I know that you that uh, a, that a city in the United States is the great? St- no, I don't know that. I don't know that. But what I do know is that our nation has become a habitation of devils. A hold of every foul spirit, a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. That, that I'm seeing. God will not be mocked, people. Do you think that when he says in his word that Sodom and Gomorrah is to be an example for future nations that would dare to live ungodly, in the way that Sodom... Do you think that he's just talking out of the side of his mouth and he doesn't mean it? Does God lie? And when Peter says they'll be willingly ignorant of these things, speaking about that and about the flood, does the Holy Spirit who spoke through Peter... Does God lie? There has to be righteous judgment. And by the way, the, the reason that I believe that we have to be upon the end is because it's not just one place or part of the world that's fallen into complete and utter wickedness. It's most of the world, from what I can tell. But I do not pretend to know the future. I assume that many of you have a heavy heart, as do I. And it can feel like very hopeless, can't it? Because the wicked just continue to get away with. Look at the evil they get away with, right? They just continue to get away with it day after day. They grow old in their wickedness day after day so I want to end by giving you some encouragement and I just really want you to open up your hearts and listen to Psalm 37 and let it just embed itself into your heart and your mind and your soul this is God's word this is this is your food and your comfort These are the words, these are the things that we have to grab onto.
during dark and challenging times, the promises of God. Faith, hope, love. So let me read you Psalm 37, and I pray in the powerful name of Jesus that it will bless you this morning and strengthen you this morning. Let's do that. Psalm 37. A Psalm of David. Listen to these words. Fret not thyself because of evil doers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger, and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and they shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just, and gnashes upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword, and have bent their bows to cast down the poor and the needy, and to slay such as be of an upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume into smoke, and shall consume they away. The wicked borroweth, and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy, and giveth. For such as a be blessed of him shall inherit the earth. And they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his ways. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, 
for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. He is ever merciful, and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil, and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment, and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land, and dwell therein forever. The month of the righteous, the mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watches the righteous and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. And he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power, and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, was not. Yea, I sought him, but I could not be found. But he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together, and the end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. And he shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. That's all I have for you this morning. Peace and grace be with you all. And until next time, God bless.